This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian is at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. From the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Hi, everyone. Welcome to ENN. Ray Rowe. On TV. It's presented tonight by... Wait for it. Ah, our good friends at Security Dodge. Come get some. I'd like to start off this big ENN by saying good evening to Michael. Come get him off your chest. And Don. I'm a shock, jock, yo-yo, blank bag. And Don. I need hits so I can be relevant. So, So true. And Don. A horse, a trident. And Joe Namath. <laughs> it sounds like the old Johnny Carson. Um, remember that? Uh, yes. Karnak. Karnak. Right. A horse, a trident, and Joe Namath. Right. Then he- a horse, yep. a trident, and Joe Namath. And you tear open the envelope and it says, What is a, a Q-tip, Q-tip fever dream? And good evening to myself. Burrow. Clean day. All, all I had in line. Really? Please, you've been a hack. Oh, you know what? It seems re- it seems unlikely that was the case. Burrow. You thought you thought you got rooked out of point guard. I did. You I were very I had, upset. I had a, there was a, there was a Wilson thing early I liked, and then I thought at the very least my ninety nine problems for Yankees fans of Brian Cashman is the I thought that could have alone. That could be the quote of the day. I, I thought yeah. The point of the day. I, I, I guess we need not. another category. And um, good evening to a caller earlier, Justin. He's got to be kidding, right? <laughs> I think if, if Point God was this segment, Sal from Queens would have won. Yes. Very good. Sal was very good. No, he brought ruckus. Uh, Nobody brought ruckus like Brian today. No, no. He wanted, you, you know, as the kids say, he chose violence. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? That's a thing. Is that what they say? And that's what they say. He cho- He woke up and chose violence today. <laughs> Jacob, you would agree it's perfect, perfect assessment, right? Oh, absolutely. Sometimes perfect. it's not a bad choice. I mean, again, you know, I, I, well, well, you know what? It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> it will. Um, all right. Well, we're gonna go. We'll come right back to that. Let's 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 take one break to hear from Aaron Rodgers. That was, uh, you know, the Jets were the story of the day till about know, five ten, five five oh nine. Yeah, right around yeah. that region. <laughs> Um, here's, the nether region. Here's Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee talking about the throws pregame yesterday. No, we're not back. That's just my stress reliever. That's just me feeling a little bit normal, feeling like you know I'm back, a uh, member of the team almost. But no, that's just me relieving some stress and having some fun pregame. And how about his comments after the game to the Chargers' Derwin James, where he said he'd be back in a few weeks? I've known Derwin for a while. We got the same agency. Really have a lot of respect for him and his game. He came over to dab me up during the game. Good to see him after the game. I didn't realize that was going to get caught there. I mean, obviously that was said with a little tongue-in-cheek there. It'd be nice to be able to be back in a couple weeks. That's probably not anywhere near a realistic timeline. But a couple is, you know, could be a few, could be a lot. It was more of a phrase that didn't have a specific timetable but yeah I said it smiling joking you know he was talking about how you know he's excited for me to get back on the field at some point I joked it'd be a few weeks but obviously it's going to be more than a couple weeks now we also had a tremendous uh, conversation with 
Jets head coach Robert Sala strongly suggest you go on ahead and listen to the podcast, which is available. Yep. And hear the tone, because it was certainly a, a different sounding Robert Sala today. Sounded legitimately angry. Not, but, but not nasty. He just, not, I, he not, sounds, not nasty to us beaten down. But beaten down, Don, uh, Michael. And I would say not as... Second time you've called me Don, so don't say you've had a clean show. Second time. Just not drop-worthy. Burrow! Burrow! But would you say this? He wasn't as defensive as he can be about Zach. He he was giving a lot more credence to the criticism today. Mm-hmm. Is that fair, Don? Very fair. He's reading the room. He could not defend him today. You know what I wonder about Zach Wilson and his time in New York? What's that? I think he's very much alive. Well, they don't have a lot of options. Well, he's going to have him and Brian Cashman jobs for life. All right, well, without any further ado, because there are people, you know, a lot of people get in the car at 6 o'clock for ENN. Yeah, people work. They don't know anything that's happened with Brian Cashman. Well, that's why the Yankees spoke at 5. They wanted to clear the room for 6. So so I came into today not looking forward to hearing from the Yankees, because generally speaking, they babble on and don't say much uh, in these situations. And we come away trying to, you know figure out what they were, glean right, something. trying to interpret it. Yeah, glean and interpret the nothingness. Well. Not today. Not brother. not today. You know, first, let's start with uh, Hal Steinbrenner. Hal, Hal came with a tone I think we all were not surprised by, given his personality. Here's Hal summing up the 2023 season. I think Cash summed it up. I mean, it was awful. I mean, we, we accomplished nothing. We, we didn't win a division. Didn't make it to the playoffs. Didn't win a series in the playoffs, much less a championship. Uh, you know, I, I went over the winning record. That's a requirement as far as I'm concerned. So the fans uh, didn't get anywhere close to what they deserve. But, you know, we're all very passionate about this. We're, we're working our ass off. And, um, you know, we're going to do everything we can to right the ship for 2024. But uh, bad year. Okay, now let's take that right into Brian Cashman, talking about his thoughts on the state of the operation, as it were. I've been here with the Yankees for a long time. Whether that's a good thing, what our fans or perception want to say or not, I'm proud of our operation. I think we have a great group of baseball people. I think we have a very strong process that has served us well up until what happened this particular season. You know, certainly that cause for evaluation, that does cause for self-reflection, which always will be the case regardless. Uh, We do that even when we're flying high. We had 99 wins the previous year and and got knocked out in the ALCS, but it didn't stop me from onboarding two great baseball people. So this winter we go back at the wheel and it's now about 24 and we look to be a phoenix rising out of the ashes to find a way at the end of the day that's the challenge every year so it's what we're going through right now is no different you know than any other season but this year the big difference is we didn't punch a ticket to the postseason we didn't get a chance to take a shot at the title because we took ourselves out of it you know earlier and he, he went on he spoke a little bit more about how he's proud of the people they have there I think we have good baseball people, whether they're pro scouts, whether they're coaches, whether they're the manager, whether they're the general manager, whether they're analytics guys. I think we have good people. I'm getting permission requests all over the place. We just lost our bench coach to the Mets as a manager. I've got analytics guys trying to be poached to other clubs right now. Our player development program, no different than other places. But again, reinforcement that we got good people. I'm proud of our people and I'm proud of our process. Doesn't mean we're firing all cylinders. Doesn't mean we're the best in class. But I think we're pretty good personally and i'm proud of our people and i'm also looking forward to 24 being a better year than 23 
You know, one thing I would say to Brian, you, you know you're being recorded. You, you know that kids are going to listen to it. I mean, why the tough guy act by dropping F-bombs? Uh, you're in a media situation. I mean, when we rip players for saying that, this is an executive. He, he shouldn't be saying that. He is mad. He's, he's legitimately mad that his job is being questioned and his team is being questioned. And, and you cannot survive as an executive being that defensive. Because that, that's what it is. I mean, there's video is. of him. It's not just right. writers who would like, they would scratch and say bleep. He's being recorded but, but saying I, this. But I think it's pretty revealing, Michael, that he lost it. They had a month to sit on how they were going to put a face on this season. And that's what you came up with? It's stunning. It's stunning. Michael, it, it's honestly, if I believe Hal to be the person that you've described and that I've gotten to know on the air, he's got to be red hot right now. But don't you think that this was, you know, war gamed? He, he's not but, going. But, Brian's not going rogue. But, but but why why would that be the strategy? I don't know. I, mean, I you don't still have know. To, I mean, you, you, Hal has to, Hal watches this show. The Yankees monitor what the fans are saying. The fans are not just some yo-yos. These are people that buy tickets. You want them to buy Amazon, uh, the Prime, to watch games on uh, during the course of the season. You want them to buy jerseys. You want them to stay fans. You know how upset they are. And you know how painfully Hal talks about the fans, and he's living and dying with the team the same as the fans are. How can they be in a room and say, all right, let's have Brian say this. This is going to be huge for us. This is really going to sell tickets. This is really going to get the fans all excited about the 2023-24 uh, season coming up. Let's have Brian basically mother-blank everyone about how great they're... Like, how could they all say, yeah, that's a good idea! No, no, let's do that! There's no way that was the, the decision. I think he went rogue. I, You know what I really think michael i think he was he was ticked off that there had to be even the thought of an audit he's probably upset that hal is talking about it being a failed season i think he believes he's beyond reproach should never be criticized should never be questioned and how dare you even have the audacity to get upset after one lousy season where we still finished two games above 500 i do think he went rogue now he did say something later that i i kind of agree with and people don't they never like to hear this peter which one he was asked about why the team struggled and he goes you want to say it's an excuse it's a fact meaning injuries I believe the Yankees make the playoffs if they don't get injured but their injuries are a part of the problem correct we've seen it year after year year after year whether they're they're training the wrong way uh, whether a health and science department leaves something, I'm not sure. But yeah, injuries play. You, you. I love people. Well, there are no excuses. That's nonsense. Of course, there are excuses, and there are facts. Aaron Judge missing a third of the season set the team into a spiral. Uh, Carlos Rodon missing the first half of the season out of spring training was a gigantic loss for them. Frankie Montas was a gigantic loss. Nestor Cortez was a gigantic loss. But you can't just sweep that under the rug because injuries have played too big a part for the Yankees over the last five or six years. It has to stop. But yeah, that is a fact. That's why they didn't make the playoffs. If none of those players got hurt, they would have finished close to the Orioles for first place in the American League East, in my opinion. Yeah, and that in 250 will get you on the subway. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the First Real Life Store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Here's Brian Cashman on uh, the Yankees not being analytically driven. People talk about we're analytically driven, right? We have the smallest analytics department in the American League East. Is that a shocker to you guys? We have the largest pro scouting department in all of baseball. Is that a shocker to you, to everybody? Shouldn't be, but no one's doing their deep dives. They're just throwing ammunition and, and bullshit and accusing us of being run analytically. Analytics is an important spoke in our wheel, but it, it should be in everybody's wheel, and it really is, is an important spoke in every operation that's having success. There's not one team that's not using it. We're, we're no different. But to be said we're guided by analytics as a driver, it's a lie. But that's what people want to say. I know I can't change that narrative. All I can continue to do is say bullshit not true but i will guarantee it's important and it, we utilize it along with our pro scouting opinions along with our amateur scouting opinions and yes yeah, sometimes we do better than and sometimes we do worse with some of our decisions sometimes they don't work out but that's also part of the process and we've had obviously our fair share in the more recent two seasons that haven't worked out you know some of it because of injuries but um, let's remember that when the uh, Aaron Judge has his scheduled day off mm-hmm. uh, during the Mets series after going four for four with two home runs the night before you know, if you're not that analytically driven, then why don't you do what I said yesterday? Make Buck Showalter your bench coach. Why would you Why would you avoid having a guy, a baseball lifer, who knows so much and would be Aaron Boone's Don Zimmer? Why wouldn't you do that? Because he's not all in on analytics, which he is, by the way, but he also thinks there's a heartbeat to the game. Hi, All right, Brian, I believe you. I don't think you're going to lie to people. Hire Buck Showalter. He's out there. Let him be your bench coach. I don't think Aaron Boone would mind having a guy, a genius like Buck Showalter being the bench coach. The Mets just took your bench coach, take their manager. And talk about like a score. Talk about a win public relations wise. Today's not a win public relations wise. No, I would say not. Bring in Buck Showalter as your bench coach. It, 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 It was spoken by a guy that will never lose his job. And to a fan base that Brian assumes will never go away. Right, and he just said, "Well, they'll come back. Well, we'll start winning, and the building will be full, and and they'll they'll be the sheep that I expected them to be. Watch out, man! Watch out, because if you get off to a slow start, they're already turning on you now. Yankee fans are very supportive of their team, Michael, but there were there there were dark days not long ago. Take a look at the year when Don Mattingly had six Grand Slams. Don Mattingly, one of the greatest players you'll ever see, especially during that five year run." Empty seats. He was yeah. hitting those grand slams into empty upper decks. Oh, I know. My my memory always told me that that team was hard. No, that was and then a you long looked time back ago. and saw they, they, they were not. weren't. They, they weren't. were actually but, over 500 every year. You know, and then somebody said, no, don't worry, Don. They sent out the uh, season ticket requests in September. Made a conversation. Well, well, where, but but where, where were they in September? Like you know, so they weren't in the, they weren't racing oh, no, I for heard, the playoffs or whatever. I heard, yeah, an, I heard that too. Yeah, that an email went out, out today while out. he was talking. But you know, the the, the, the people, the um, I guess what he was trying to say is the schedule came out in September. People could, people were down on this team last year. They were down on the team going into the season. So I don't know if they're going to be lining up to buy tickets now. The Yankee fans are die hard, and a lot of them will go. So it's not going to be it's going to be a ghost town. But Michael, it could be affected. The ratings could be affected on yes. The attendance could be affected. Don't always count on your fan base just coming in like sheep. Because when they've had enough, they will voice their displeasure by not going. Um, Here's last thing we'll play from Cash. Um, On sifting through what's real and what's crap. 
We lost enough not to make the postseason, but then what happens with a big market, you get a lot of people with a lot of opinions you're mm. getting from outside the organization Yo-yo's that are like throwing you. daggers from inside the organization, different people that are actually you work with that, See, the that one have that, strong uh, opinions of oil from went this way sure, versus that we'll way. And start inside the organization? So does he think that people are aiming for him inside the organization? That That's a that's comment. A that, that's Whoa. a big comment him by him. So he thinks there are people inside the organization that don't like the way they're doing it. Maybe he was specifically mm-hmm. going at you there. Oh well, or, you think I'm inside the organization? Well, no, but no. you're inside of Jace, and he talked about people outside in the market and the media, and then he went to the organization. Well, well, it was hovering was, around you there, pal. Was that targeted at uh, 99? Wasn't 99 very critical? Changes need to be made. Oh, he better not be targeting 99. That's not that's a bold but strategy, did, but, but did <laughs> did Aaron Judge not say? That they need to look at the way things they are did, done. He did. He did. So inside, and is Aaron Judge not in the organization? Last uh, time I checked, he was. Were those negotiations all lovey-dovey between Brian and Aaron last year? Is that a shocker to you guys? Is that a shocker to you, Brian? Is that a shocker to you guys? So you're going. So now you're going after Judge. No, I don't think I, I won't wouldn't. Have it. I wouldn't say that. I think <laughs> <laughs> Don's already decided. No, so. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. But don't dismiss it out of hand. Uh, Do I, I have proof? No, but. He did say within the organization, Judge was in the organization That's a saying fact. that changes had to be made. I don't think it's that. I, all right. You I think it's somebody in the front office. All right. You don't think it is, but it's not impossible, right? It kind of checks some boxes. But the point is, Michael, by doing that, now you get people like me thinking he's going after Judge. And you know, perception becomes reality. And you just said, good it on luck the air. winning that face off, by the way. Be like trying to win a face off without a stick. Popularity contest between Aaron Judge and Brian Cashman? It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> so you actually agree with something I've come up with. Uh, it, it works really well. It really, really, it's some of, your, some of your best work. Um, I've used it on games, too. It's a bold strategy, Cotton? Yeah. All right, let's start talking about some other things, shall we? Is there anything else? I'm really? having too much fun talking about. I this. mean, you want to? Is there more to? No, we're, 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 realistically, Plus we are. Me. We have a week full of this. Yes. Let's be honest. I think the we Jets, have months. The, well, yeah, the Jets may not even play their game on Sunday. I'm you, know, you think they might phone it in? They're going to go, not only are they not going to flex the game, they're going to remove the game from the schedule. So NBC is going to have, like, it's a wonderful life. Yeah, they'll just say, you know what, Raiders, Jets, who oh, on no, earth but no, wants no, no, to no, see no, this? No, the perfect thing, Raiders, Jets, play Heidi. Heidi, play Heidi. Oh. Hey, do you know that story? The Heidi story, yeah. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure. There's always a new audience. People don't know. It's a great and has Heidi Gardner of SNL introduce it? I think that's a reach what really? you just did there, yeah. Because most, I mean, Heidi Gardner's a, a very talented person. Very. I don't know if it would play, although it's NBC. Yeah. Right there. Are they back this week? Yes. They were off last week. Yes. They were at the Nets game. But, the whole but, crew. But, well, a bunch. Who? Like four of them. Sarah Sherman was there? She's my favorite, by the way. No, Sarah Sherman, I don't think was there. Dismukes was there? Really? Dismukes? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, there's, Andrew. You, can't, you know you can't have a Nets game without Dismukes in the building? His friend Andy. Yeah, Andy Dismukes. Um... All right, a little some a couple of football notes. Sure, why not? It's still going on. Uh, the Titans have uh, announced that your favorite, Will Levis, will be the quarterback the rest of the season. I think it's Levi's. So that means <laughs> even be. if Tannehill comes back from his high ankle sprain, no, 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 no. Uh, sit down, Tannehill. You'll be uh, you'll be backing up, my friend, my Tannehill. Um, let's see. So many things here, Michael, and and yet there's so much temptation with all these pieces of Yankee audio. Uh, there's more Yankee audio? No, I've got so many. Well, why don't you play the injury one? That's good. 
Cashman talking about the injuries. Well, I also have the the, the Cashman defending Gallo and Gray, which is pretty yeah, We already did that. I know. All right, then play the injury one because I don't see it. Here it is. Dead on arrival, why our season got derailed. If you don't make that a significant reason, it is. You want to say it's an excuse? It's a fact. You want me to sit there and say essentially that that didn't happen and us missing certain guys along the way didn't affect us on the wind column? Like, I can't I do that. I don't think anybody disputes that they, it didn't have a significant impact. What I'm asking is besides underperformance and injuries, what else did you guys conclude? Yeah, but I already told you I'm not going to tell you what else was going on in that meeting. So you're asking me to put you in that room. I'm not doing that, which I already said in the beginning this so we had organizational meetings they did get heated we had a lot of discussions some stuff oh, we agreed that? on some stuff we disagreed on and we unpacked a lot of different stuff some of it we're making some adjustments some of it we actually recommitted to so i don't know what else to tell you and again i go back to it doesn't matter what i say and it doesn't matter what hal says it doesn't matter what boone says it matters what we do because at the end of the day it's all about wins all about the win that's what he should have said, because that's the most important thing he said. Right. It's all about the wins, and you didn't have them. Right. That, well, that's I, the problem with the whole thing. Like, Don and I were saying, we sort of enjoy the sort of just sheer arrogance that he that he put on the line. He was almost like a heel wrestler. The problem is it's all measured in the performance, and we saw the performance, and it wasn't very good. And I believe that the injuries played a huge factor in what happened, but... Don always used to joke about this when they say, well, this is a big injury. Oh, somebody else is going to step up and hit 30 home run. Every year they fill injuries. Did. This year they didn't. But, um, but you, you organizations usually don't go there. Yeah, I understand that literally injuries are an excuse, but you're supposed to put a bold face on it, the depth. Now, Seinfeld 4 believes oh, that, he's good. that Hal, that, um, excuse me, Brian was talking about A-Rod, Jeter, and Reggie. No, those guys are former Yankees. They're not in the organization. And Jeter has about, Jeter has not killed the Yankees. Alex told, has. No, but, but Jeter talked about the analytics and right. people thought he was but taking Alex shots. has really but, gone up in it on Brian. Jeter works for Fox now. A-Rod works for Fox. ESPN for now. And then Fox. And then Reggie was is with the Astros. He said within the organization. He was not ta- I I don't believe he was talking about those three guys. Um, hey, let's... You know, Don called the Knicks game last night. No way, really? Yeah, you know, they won. You do the Knicks did game? Did I? Uh, yeah. Yes, I did. And it was a big win, and Julius Randle actually played good basketball. And, and, uh, from what I've heard from the Knicks, Randle wants Don at the mic every game. Wow. Because he's had his best me? game. Yeah. All right, that may be unavailable. Let's obviously. hear let's hear a little of Donnie's calls. Here comes Harden, kicks it back out. Highland to Powell. Back out to the corner, but it's intercepted. Transition time for Barrett, and he hammers it all. Don, Michael, you this guy knows what he's doing. He's very good. <laughs> Stop. Quickly, straight away. Oh. Now the Hartenstein. The big dunk on the alley-oop. And it's 85-76. Great answer for the Knicks. That's pretty cool. Uh, oh, that's R.J. Cool. Barrett. Sorry, that was a call. <laughs> was One more well, call R.J. Barrett thought I, was, I sounded pretty cool. Yeah, 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 he did. One more call from Don. Here's Mitchell Robinson. Randall, top of the arc, handles the ball at the key. Now to the foul line, drives to the right block, still with it with seven seconds to go on the shot clock. Underneath the Robinson, an emphatic dunk. 106.90. When you get emphatic in a call, you, you kidding me? You've aced the call. And I, let me tell you something. Let me tell you what. You're not going to confuse Monica McNutt with Dave Maloney. She's not stepping all over these calls. I, I, I'm a big fan of Maloney, so I will not say that. No. <laughs> it's not oh, an insult crap. to Maloney. Well, it's think, a compliment uh, to McNutt. I don't think you ever said man. you weren't a fan. I love Dave. But there was some steppage. Monica had no steppage. <laughs> yeah, no. She she knows what she's doing. Wow. What a day, Don. What she's, a call. She's, she's a lot of fun, too. Yeah, and, and by the way, you know what Don's calling tomorrow? What? 
the debut of Wemby in That's New right. York. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. I'm what? kidding you that there's 18 seconds left. You better say goodbye. That'll do it for ENN, which is sponsored by, of course, Security Dodge. Top 24-7 at securitydodge.com. Go see Michelle Scalisi. Grab a t-shirt. Come get some during their Black Friday sale. Come get some. Cashman fallout. Orlovsky tomorrow. Woo. See you, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.